Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right, everybody. It is finally Thursday. That's right. It is April 20th. It is 420, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Happy 420. Yes, that's right. Today is also National High Five Day, because what else are you going to do on 420? National okay. Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day, so we know what Gretchen's making for dessert. And also National Lima Bean Respect Day, because you will respect the lima beans. Get to know your customers day, because everybody loves a good custy. And it's also Volunteer Recognition Day, because if we didn't have volunteers, probably nothing would ever really actually get anything done. And it is also National Look-Alike Day. So I guess you can dress up like twinsies. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Well, I guess so. It's also National Cheddar Fries Day, which is a perfect snack for 420. And, of course, that's right. It is 420 all day today. Thank you all for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can use that fancy little QR code right there in the corner of your screen to find out where we all live on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also raise your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. But without further ado, we got a bunch of hot stories for you today on this special day of 420. And we're going to get right into it. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamit, who loves to play 420 games, but always makes sure to do that strictly with adults. Totally excludes his children in all of his 420 games. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamit. Thank you, Jason. So my story is on the hill. I know Gretchen Gailey is always on the hill, and she has some great news for us today, too. But mine is about an 80-year-old man, Joe Biden. With all due respect to those among us who've been blessed with the privilege of living on this earth for that long, there's only so much you can do at 80 years old fast. But he was rightfully elected as the 46th president of the United States of America, which is a position that demands a sense of urgency from a divided constituency who don't have the luxury of guaranteed jobs, investments, or foresight into what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, and quite frankly, most of them don't think they're going to be 80 years old. They want to live that long. 
But um, if you do want to make a promise, so if you do make a promise to do something as the president of the United States, you need to make sure that it gets done expediently or run the risk of losing confidence from the same people that voted you into office. That being said, it's been six months now since President Biden announced a three-step plan to pardon all federal simple cannabis possession offenses. The move faced a fair amount of criticism as being toothless from a federal standpoint, and he urged all governors to do the same at the state level and launch a review into cannabis scheduling under Controlled Substances Act, CSA, um, ahead of today's 420 holiday. 85 industry advocacy organizations wrote a letter aimed at nudging Biden to move forward on his promise to enact cannabis policy reform and officially reschedule, not deschedule, but reschedule federally reschedule cannabis once and for all. Looking to push for federal action, the coalition of local, state, and national groups letter started off with a strong call uh, tying descheduling to economic, civil rights, and Writing the nation's past wrongs, all issues that Biden campaigned on and regularly promotes himself as being down with. Here's how it started. We urge you and your administration to take the steps necessary to deschedule marijuana and conduct in conjunction with other administrative actions that center black, indigenous and people of color communities. Additionally, we implore your administration to support comprehensive marijuana reform legislation in Congress, such as the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, C-A-O-A, a a bill that deschedules marijuana, repairs the past harms of prohibition, and provides a regulatory framework for marijuana markets. If you guys have time, go ahead and read the letter. It's like 10 pages long. I don't think uh, Joe Biden even got through three pages of that, but... They did it. And uh, per the article, the letter called out Biden's pardons as excluding many non-citizens currently facing immigration consequences, including mandatory detention of deportation due to minor cannabis possession convictions. And beyond descheduling, it urged Biden and his administration to facilitate comprehensive reform rooted in equity. This would include automatic expunging federal cannabis cases and creating pathways to resentencing and release. We all here know that rescheduling at this point is not the way, but descheduling is the only path forward uh, to salvaging the industry and protecting the folks that actually fought so hard to make it this far and not give everything up to major corporations and big pharma. But at the end of the day, America's an oligarchy and the paltry amount of lobbying money that's come from the industry ain't even a drop in the bucket compared to the gallons dumped on Congress routinely by the same industries threatened by cannabis eating into their bottom lines. Personally, I don't think the letter will do much to move the needle for old Joe, who's been anti-cannabis from the jump, but the more publicized, coordinated efforts from folks who actually care about the industry and care about the future, the better. This is Regal Me, the dopest dad on the street. Interested in hearing what the rest of the team thinks of this one. Happy 420. I do love the number of people that signed that letter. Yeah. I mean, are we sure that those were all live people that actually signed that letter? You think they are were you, are, you sure, are you sure we're not on Fox News? That's, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it could have been it could have been like all those anonymous voters, all those dead voters that vote. That just it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a long list of um, of organizations and it was and 85 is a strong number, too. So, I mean, the more we can do uh, coordinated uh, um, 
I guess, actions like that, the better. Especially um, uh, taking a book from, uh, taking a page from Gretchen's book, send a letter, right, Gretchen? Mm-hmm. I love a letter. <laughs> what, is, what is the letter of the day? Do something. Wake up, Joe. Get out of the basement. Start caring about pop more than your bullshit pardon speech that you love to give everywhere that means nothing. I heard, I heard he's going to announce his uh, run for his run for presidency next week. Well, yeah, yeah, your mic's breaking. Is up. he going to announce it or is his deep fake number three going to announce it? Just, I mean, just I'm curious. fine with either either or. I think I think the deep yeah. fake is way more entertaining. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, he's, I, he's better looking I'm, I'm for good, sure. Right? He's, on, yeah. he's on that Zaza. <laughs> it's just more talk, more talk and more begging. Sounds like begging to me. I hate to say it, but man, nothing's changing and I don't have to say it. You know, it's like, can we write more letters? Can we make more, you know, public declarations that we believe? But at the end of the day, people are still locked up. People are still being locked up. We're still talking about bullshit rescheduling. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bullshit rescheduling. Anyone yeah, should just, just stop. They, should, they might as well just join Project Sam and start contributing to them. Whatever that yeah. is, I but I agree with you there wholeheartedly. Rescheduling is group in America. Ugh. Say that again, Jason. I said Project Sam is the largest prohibitionist group in America. Project Sam. Yeah. Project right, uh, what does their lobbying effort look like, man? Right now, uh, very extensive. How many millions? Very extensive. They got big bread. Yeah. Yep. We got to get our paper up, man. I mean, we need some 280e relief so we can actually get the paper up. Yeah, get Puerto Rico on board, man. They don't deal with 280. Well, I mean, frankly, while I always say it is about the money, yeah, we do. love the money. You have to show up. You have to have a voice. Yes. That is how you get heard. And you'll hear all about it in my upcoming story. I can't um, wait. And I want to I want to update from Lobby Day. <laughs> you want to see my swollen dogs? Oh, my God. My feet are killing me. You, you've been, oh, you've been missed, Gretchen. Oh, what, 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 I've been what, pounding wanna... the pavement, pounding those marble halls. And it's it's not a pretty sight. Right. What we really want to see is 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 the outfit that you chose to wear on lobby days. We yeah. want to see we want well, to see the shoes that you wore. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. okay. Dress the dogs. Yeah. In for lobby yeah, days. They got Balenciaga shoes on. No, no, you got you got to have some flats. You need some wedges <laughs> okay. for support. Now this but gives you, you have some height elevation. to elongate the legs. For the older gentlemen in the crowd who want to see a little leg. And I'm not opposed to showing a little leg if it gets me some cannabis reform. I'm all about it. I worked for Fox. Hell yeah, honeypot that shit. I'm trying trying, trying to to get back to the days. However, day two, we're down to the flats. (laughs) (laughs) A little coach coach wear Still smart. I still got to look like we're not bums. We're more serious. I'll see you out there. You were gone for three days, though, Gretchen. Well, I know. And trust me, there's been a lot of work. Day three. But then what happens on day three with the feet? Yeah. Day three, I went back to the wedges. You see, You'll you hear said why. You, you said it. Day, day three is what? Cory Booker. Like, we needed what? those legs. Day we needed the what? legs today. Uh, 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 Dr. Mary? Salad for lunch. You'll see. You'll find out. It's all good stuff. Day three is defeat. Defeat. My feet, well, my feet are tired. Yes. Defeat. We're not, we're not, defeated. we're not accepting defeat. <laughs> no, we are making progress. Shout out to all the men out there with foot fetishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is not me. 
Let's keep, let's keep this party going, man. It is 420, and the energy is high yes. at 9 this morning. You got your mic together, Jason. We good? Yeah, we're going, we're going to a commercial. We'll be right back. All right. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. That's right. It's Tuesday over here at Green Street, and we got Smoky Vanilla with us in the building. So that's right. It is time to stretch and smoke. We just got done smoking. Now we're going to stretch it out, and then we're going to smoke again. I'm Smokey Vanilla with my background in kinesiology and bodywork massage and assisted stretching. You gotta come check it out, baby. Check me out on IG at Smokey Vanilla One Stretch and Smoke, Twitter Smokey Vanilla, Social Club Stretch and Smoke, or also on Sports Recovery by Dan and Jam. If you want to feel as good as I look, then make sure that you get a stretch and smoke in with Smoky Vanilla. Yeet! How long was that commercial? And I don't need to see Jason Baxter. <laughs> oh, shit. That was a great commercial. Well, I, mean, I loved that commercial. I love when you stretch and imagine. I was like, what is Jason Beck about to do? Some yoga and smoking, but no, even better, just getting worked on, getting a stretch. And if you want to, if you want to feel as good as I look. Yeah. yeah. Jason Beck is broga. I feel like it's April Fool's Day. That was a weird commercial. about? That was the great. That was the greatest commercial ever shot at Green Street. Yeah. Great commercial. The history of commercials. But y'all know who it is. Broadcasting live today with Melania's lookalike, the highest Republican in the game, for smoking on the best weed in the world and getting real, real weird on tables with Smokey Vanilla. <laughs> Up next is the longest continuously operating retailer in the game, Jason Beck. Oh, yeah. And as promised, I promised you all a cookie story today, and so I will be delivering that. But I do want to make special note today that this is coming from Weed Week, and I want to encourage everyone to go over to Weed Week to check out this article. It is behind a paywall, and they have a very, very, very secure paywall, so you are going to have to get through that in order to read this. But I do want to encourage everybody to go and check it out over there. Because on the eve of, of 420, Cookie's founder and CEO, Burner, posted a video to his 2 million Instagram followers. Last year, as he publicly fought colon cancer, he revealed that he was also privately fighting for his company. And a quote, when I got sick, I think that a group of predatory investors saw a good opportunity to make a move on me and the leadership over at Cookies. He said from his couch lock network studio, they have attempted to sabotage my name and everything I represent and spent all these years building, he claims. Burner founded Cookies in 2019 with grower Jai, and in the decades since, it's grown to be widely recognized as the world's best-known cannabis brand. It has opened shops in Israel and Thailand, as well as in many states and in Canada. The company's rapid growth owes in part to a strategy of licensing its brand IP to operators rather than owning the licenses themselves. Last year, Burner, uh, born Gilbert Malam, was the first weed executive to appear on the cover of Forbes. Now, in an effort to remove him and his team, Burner says his uh, 
his opponents have, in quotes, made extremely false, harmful, damaging claims about me that are completely not true, he says. I'm looking forward to the day in court that we can prove that these claims are false, he said. They're fucking bullshit, he says. Without naming any people or organizations, he describes himself as being squeezed by a, in quotes, loan to own model. These guys are trying to put me and my company in the corner and starve us out. Another quote. It's not going to work, Werner said, thanking, thanking, uh, thanking investors who are still with him. Shame on the people that claim their legacy cannabis guys, but are for this plant that are that are cooperating with and empowering this group. We're ready to fight this shit. We're ready to kick ass, he says. Cookies declined to comment further on the story. The other parties did not respond for a request to comment. And uh, pervase self-dealing in February, Cookies investors BR Co. and Nedco sued Burner as well as several Cookies executives and employees and outside investment vehicles associated with the company. The first amended complaint filed in March in California court alleges breach of fiduciary duty, unjust enrichment, and other claims. Legal research supported by Unicorn, the suit alleges that Burner and other defendants leveraged the cookies brand to engage in pervasive self-dealing without regard to conflicts of interest and strong-arm and bullying others into paying them millions of dollars in personal benefits and kickbacks. Their persuasive wrongdoing, it further alleges, has lined their own pockets while causing massive losses to privately held cookies and its shareholders. Third parties, uh, in a quote, that dare to stand up to these demands or refuse to pay defendants are threatened, including with slanderous blasts on social media and are refused opportunities to work with cookies, um, often to the cookies' detriment, the suit alleges. Together, the plaintiffs say they hold more than 10% of cookies' outstanding shares and the defendants hold a majority of outstanding shares. In one example, the lawsuit alleges Burner accepted more than $1 million in diamond jewelry as a kickback for allowing uh, the giver to do business with cookies, despite the relationship being against cookies' best interest. It further alleges that uh, Burner uses cookies' resources to promote his personal interests outside the company. President and board member Parker Burling says uh, Burner and CEO Ian Haberchat improperly used their company named defendant Mesh Ventures to cause cookies to enter into affiliate transactions with Mesh Ventures portfolio companies of their own personal gain. Burling insists that cookies and all licensors use his brother's construction company, C or GCI, even though GCI often costs more, more than double, so that he can take kickbacks. GCI sued a cookies-affiliated company last year, alleging $328,000 in unpaid bills. In a quote, if a licensor refuses to use a GCI, Burling in turn refuses to allow cookies to sign licensing agreements or do business with them. And Burner and Burling sent employees to negotiate with third parties by telling third parties that they needed to pay defendants kickbacks or give them other personal benefits in order to do business with cookies. These tactics were used to steal cannabis strains and other intellectual property from third parties. 
The plaintiffs claim that they have asked for an independent investigation to determine the extent of the self-dealing and conflicts of interest, but allege the defendants have refused. The BR and NEDCO lawsuit cites another California lawsuit Cookies is facing, this one filed in January for $3.8 million. The plaintiff is a unconnected Florida-based company called Cookies Retail Products, a.k.a. CRP. In December 2021, CRP claims it entered into an exclusive licensing agreement to sell Cookies-branded Delta 8 products nationwide. CRP alleges, as summarized in the BR suit, that defendants force CRP to use only suppliers that were affiliates of defendants so that the defendants could take kickbacks from their affiliate suppliers. When CRP pushed back, defendants harassed CRP and threatened to take the license away and then purposely tanked CRP's business, defamed CRP, and stole CRP's trade secrets, they claim. As tensions uh, climbed between CRP and Cookie. CRP suit alleges that one named defendant, its primary contact at Cookies, had the bar codes stripped off of $1 million worth of products upon asking the defendant to fix the issue. The suit alleges the defendant told CRP CEO to eat a bowl of dicks in quotation marks in a group text copying CRP employees. Um, and you can read the CRP complaint legal research supported by Unicorn. And then they have also say, uh, we've got a big fight. It's not certain that Burner was referencing to the BR Nedco lawsuit in his video. He describes himself as facing as facing a loan to own situation in their filing. BR and Nedco say they are equity holders in cookies, not lenders. And however, they do not want him gone. The plaintiff's demands include that Burner, uh, Burling and and another director be removed from the four-person board, and their and their other demands include an order imposing a constructive trust on all funds or gains that defendants have and or will otherwise unjustly obtain at the expense of cookies. And in the video, Berner said he's not going anywhere, and we've got a big fight of a, ahead of us, and I'm not scared of it, he claims. Well, what do you guys think? Is this how the cookie crumbles? This is Jason Beck reporting for High at Nine News. What do y'all think? Oh, I was not expecting all of that. <laughs> like, I was not expecting all of that. Like, from uh, what came of yesterday, um, like I say, is it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle. Um, they just closed their Series A last week for an undisclosed amount. Said the company has a highest uh, the highest uh, valuation ever. Um, um, within their history, so um, a lot's on the line for them. So we'll we'll stay tuned on this one. It's a lot, more, a lot. It's a lot more information than I was expected. What's that? Mean? I usually say bag of rather than bowl of. When I know, I'm I've never seen, I've never heard bowl of. of. I, I, I've used that right. for many, many, many years. Just tell people to go and eat a bowl of dicks. A bowl right. of dicks is just very yep. graphic. Right. And, uh, you know, it hits somewhere. It I mean, like, it's not a bowl. Uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, a, a, a bowl? Yeah. Like, it's not really efficient. No, no, I mean, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I, I, I just, that, that, that's a very old thing. That I have in my not head. New. Um, no. I heard it's crazy. This is, this name. is nuts. I think. Sorry, Sorry Mandy. I was saying that I heard about two weeks ago that they raised about fifty million. 
recently that that was what the ground was. Yes, but do we know which entity of cookies it no. was exactly? Right. I, probably. It's messy. And, you know, we don't know this yet. I feel like any of us who've been following the cookies story ever since, you know, cookies kind of came on the scene, you know, it just seemed it seemed chaotic. It blew up so fast. I mean, I, there's, you know, two sides to every story. And I hate that Parker and Burner are on opposite sides, um, you know, because what they did, they, they you know, all deserve a lot of credit. Parker, Burner, Jai, the first, you know, 212 investment team. They deserve a lot of credit for coming on the scene and socializing cannabis to the mainstream, you know, with the brand. And I can see people taking advantage. I can see people making promises that they weren't able to keep. You know, I mean, it's a it's it's a massive operation and it's messy. Um, I hope people can keep it civil. You know, the bowl of dicks has got me traumatized, man. Like, like hopefully what, what they can be civil. Are you, are you visualizing? Hold on. Is, is your bowl is your bowl like multicultural or is it all? It is. It's color? a plastic. Okay, let me tell you. It's a plastic Inclusive. blue teal Tupperware bowl. It's quite large, and there's a there's a tapestry. Okay, in that bowl. But anyway, I think that uh, I think if I mean like, like a lot of companies like you got to respect Cookies Hustle like number one, hundred yeah. percent. The way they, yeah, the way the way they came up, the way they did, um, they revolutionized the game and okay. coming through with the clothing first. I always bring it back to like tw uh, twenty sixteen when I was up there um, in, in Northern California driving around trying to um, uh, get accounts and everything you see like everybody with cookies clothing on uh, everywhere it didn't matter yeah. like who it was, was so uh, like, like really like, like planting their flag everywhere with the uh, the co uh, with, yeah. with the branding game I think they really really revolutionized that um, burners had a he's had a target on his back uh, since the Forbes article I think mm -hmm. and, um, and and they're going against these multi just since, then, just since no. then stop it That's what I was say. no no I'm saying on yeah. the, on the on the broad level like not like same thing. Everything that happens in California, you know, is a microcosm of the, the whole U.S. that I believe in the, in the cannabis industry. And uh, just to see them get to the level that they have, I mean, you're going to have like new enemies and, and new enemies going to have deeper pockets. So well, they've been be flouting a lot of the rules around branding. I mean, their branding yeah. is great, but you can't call a cannabis product cookies and put it in beautiful little pastel packages. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, like I, I personally, they I, did, I don't go though. against, they did. Don't go against like, like yeah. any of it. I'm a freedom of speech absolutionist. <laughs> and, and I think like, you know, if you want to take that argument, there's so many more products that you can argue down. For having well, all I'm saying is when somebody does something that is outside of what is expected and they don't change it, even yeah. when they know that what they're doing is not acceptable on the market and is being used as an example of how you shouldn't do it, you should expect that they're going to do that in all the other aspects of their business. Oh, man. You know, Elliot Lewis says, uh, read your loan documents and your contracts. No crying about signed deals. <laughs> I really wonder what you guys all think, though, in regards to the to, to the claim of the receiving jewelry in lieu for signing contracts. I was really interested in that, too. I mean, does anyone put jewelry listed in their contracts as part of the arrangement? I've never seen jewelry listed in a, in a, in a business it's, agreement. 
the velocity of business like that we just have to look at look at how fast these deals are happening and absolutely they're going to cut corners lawyers who do their jobs take you know hours days to look over contracts and go over it with a fine tooth comb to make sure that everyone's interests are being upheld but these some of these deals just happen you know so quickly i would not be surprised if it was just like you know just being a human like yeah we'll do a deal with this Let's do a deal with these guys for giving us all this jewelry. You know, I mean, I don't know. I can't say I wouldn't do it if I was in the same situation. Like, you know, you're human beings. These are human beings running these companies, playing with a lot of money. You know, shit's going to go are, and, we, and we have to say these are just allegations at this at this point. You know, yeah, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna stay I mean, tuned and watch and yeah. watch. Yeah, we got yeah, we gotta watch it. We gotta watch it play out because yeah, yep. these are allegations. We haven't seen or heard all of the the facts on either side but i can just say man like when you get that big especially if you if, if you come from the place that they did like we're gonna try to take you down you know? well, we, and we, that's the thing we gotta too, go like this industry is always coming up for whoever's at the top they're always got the most targets on their back yep. we uh we to be number one i'll be we, number three I'll we we, we gotta go to to our next story we have <laughs> we have the lovely gretchen gailey back with us today from all of her treks on the hill she's been scuffling around all the different offices pounding the marble floors in her heels that's right she did not bring her dogs or did you dress up your dogs and bring them to the offices too i did not oh and your dogs are suffering so defeat too the dogs were not included in your excursions that's so you just left them at home to just bark yes. by themselves Yes. That's right. It is the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own little Washington insider, Gretchen Gailey. <laughs> well, this little Washington insider has been making big moves, big moves for the past couple days big moves. with minorities for medical marijuana. And I apologize to those of you who are looking for an amazing link to a story. I will hopefully finish writing it by the end of this show. Uh, but I'll give you the start of it. Uh, Minorities for Medical Marijuana urges Senator Booker to pass safe banking now. Jason Beck, can I get a pass safe banking now? Pass safe banking already. All righty. Minorities for Medical Marijuana, the largest community-based nonprofit in the cannabis and hemp industry, spent their 420 week walking the halls of Congress for their annual lobby days. The event culminated with Thursday morning's Judiciary Committee markup, where a large faction of the organization assembled to address Senator Cory Booker, one of the industry's staunchest supporters. While the group thanked him for his efforts and support, they urged the senator to also look at bringing relief to the industry by passing the Safe Banking Act and to include a provision for better access to the capital markets. We've been doing this for seven years now, and so this is the time for us. Really, we have just got to see some incremental changes. Access to capital is the biggest issue. Safe banking is going to do that from the depository, but if we can also look at having safe havens for institutional investors and capital markets, that could be the opportunity. Because not only do I run this nonprofit, but I'm a business owner and getting access to capital right now, it is almost impossible. This is from Roz McCarthy, the founder of Minorities for Medical Marijuana, one of our correspondents, and she's the owner of Black Buddha Cannabis. Senator Booker acknowledged the struggle exists for many minority businesses in the space. He said, one of our biggest drives, and my team knows this, is trying to make sure that entrepreneurs, especially non-traditional entrepreneurs, black, brown folks who've been disproportionately targeted by the war on marijuana, have economic opportunity. And right now, the scorecard is horrible. It's horrible, horrible. 
That's what the center had to say. Say it one more time, Gretchen. Horrible. Horrible. McCarthy went back to him. We know you support social justice and social social equity opportunities, but we also have to be pragmatic about what's going to pass. And this is where we are right now. But what can we do to get incremental changes passed? Booker said, we've got a good deal. We've had one last Congress and it got stomped at the one yard line. It was almost there and we're working to resurrect it now and working to get it over the line this Congress. Because as I said, my team, if we have to wait another two years, it's literally means that hundreds of businesses will go out of business. Uh, And I'm going to stop there because I'm still working on some other things there. However, I don't necessarily agree with the senator that it got stomped at the one yard line. Frankly, he had two years to get it over that damn one yard line and they did nothing. Facts. Uh, So we will hope to see that more comes from this. As for minorities for medical marijuana, we managed to go to 289 offices over the past two days. And one thing that is sad to me is I can only think of maybe 10 offices that we walked into where folks had an invested cannabis staffer. We walk in and they're like, is that justice? Is that ag? Is that medical? These folks don't know anything. They need our help. Frankly, one office said to me, you're the first we've heard about cannabis all year, except for one other group who has shown up and that was Constellation. That is who is lobbying the Hills of Congress. If you want to have your voices heard, you must show up. These people are receptive And if you must hijack a senator at a judiciary meeting, that's how you get it done. And this is how we are going to get it done. So please, get your asses to Washington. I will put you up at my house if need be and let you smoke in my backyard. That's what we've been doing all week. I would love to see y'all here. Even House (laughs) of Fuego is here, supporting the effort. This Gretchen for Hyde 9 News. Oh. Wow, man. Give big big ups to Gretchen in the end for him. Uh, big, but I do big, like big, big I do like that. that minorities for medical marijuana is like all right enough no offense Rico enough of the social equity let's get some shit passed and there are other ways to address social mm-hmm. equity it's pushing for the SBA it's not looking at provisions that perhaps take in people's economic situations and not the color of their skin that is how you get this shit done in Washington if you say this is explicitly for black and brown people Republicans are not getting on board. If you say it's for small businesses, if it's for a lower economic uh, sectors in the in the space, that's how you're going to get it through. That's what needs to be done. We need Why to stop no to pushing you because you love social equity. And you may have also noticed a tweet coming this morning from Politico who says that uh, Brown is going to have a hearing on safe, but he's only having a hearing on safe, not safe plus, because he runs the banking committee and this is a banking bill. Not a cannabis bill. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you I love yeah. something. I'm going to tell you, you oh, inside love. of my I heart. Know you re- I'm, I I'm, know. All about rep- I'm all about reparations. I'm all about the philosophy behind the, orig- the original yeah, philosophy yeah. of uh, social equity in cannabis. Yes, I'm behind the ph- uh, philosophy of it. I'm all all for all of that. However, yeah, 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 what yeah. social equity is today compared <laughs> to what we were marching for in 2016, early 2017, is is is, is, is spread out and it's it's different it's it's not the same and there's no real definition to what it is period it's a buzzword and that's what i say here all the time and this is why i said if you want things exclusively uh reparations 
in any form, it's not going to be through social equity. You're not going to have generational wealth through, uh, wealth through social equity, period. So uh, I'm 100% with you like on that. Don't be talking about the love in my heart, girl. What you talking I know, about? I know the love in your heart. Uh, another fun comment from our meeting with Senator Booker. We brought up bringing up some hemp provisions uh, for the farm bill that's coming up. Um, and his response, my favorite, this hemp stuff is kind of new to me. Are you shitting me? My wow. Wow. That says it all. Also that in. says it all. That says it all. Senator Booker, Gretchen, See? I have a curious question about this. Yes. Suffer from the same dementia that President Biden suffers from because the fact that he is going to sit there and tell you guys how close they were to getting safe banking passed in the last session. And when he was the grandstander of them all to kill the bill and die on the hill, what does he have? Is he really serious when he says this? Does he say it with a straight face? It's dangerous. This is a dangerous drug. Cory Booker is a is a staunch supporter of cannabis and seeing that this industry thrives. He has been in it for quite a while. He's been working this game for years. However, I don't think Corey's mouth is attached to his brain sometimes. That's what and I'm he saying. loves to say things before he thinks. Now, Sleepy Joe, he's just, nothing's going on up there. We all know that. No, nah, uh, come on now. Come on, come, come on I'm, now. He suffers from you're the talking, You're talking about 46. You're talking about 46, right? Uh, the, the point is, uh, when when Booker becomes more informed on issues, that's when he tends to get things more right. And so that is what we are working so hard to do. We are not looking to slap senators around, congressmen who have not been doing what they need to do. Most of these folks have no idea what they need to do. And that's why we need to be there talking Joe about Biden. issues, telling them what matters. Yeah, that's 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 true though and Gretchen thank you so much for taking your time to go do that that's Real a talk. big important piece of what is missing there's not enough people going to Capitol Hill and talking about this plant and, and doing it in a consistent manner and in a way that is meaningful the other thing that's very important that I think that you, you lightweight touched on which is know your audience do a like, tiny bit of research about what the values are of that particular person that you're going to visit and taper or tailor your your talk to what matters to them and many of the offices we went into we knew going in this is a cannabis supporter this is just a safe banking supporter this is just a hemp supporter and that's what we focused on we weren't there to slap people around we were there to help them understand what we were looking for and how we can be a resource how we can connect them to people in the industry if they would like to speak to a grower if they want to meet I would talk to Abigail Spamberger's folks who want to meet hemp growers in Virginia. And we're like, we will find them and hook you up so you can understand what farmers are facing. These people truly have no idea and they want to know. If number one, the best thing to do is talk to your members. They love constituents. All of them, every meeting we go into, are you from the state? Are you from the state? No, but we're a national organization. But when we had people from that state in the room, they perked up. So that is important. I don't care if cannabis isn't illegal in your state or you don't have anything going on in that state. You have to be there and talk to them. Yeah, yeah we got to go to a commercial. Absolutely. We're going to be back. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. 
with a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. Oh, yeah, we want to take this moment to remind everybody, make sure you go and hit that like button down below. Make sure you have subscribed to our channel if you have not subscribed already. And we want to make sure that you go and check out our website, www.hyatt9news.com. Make sure you tell us and let us know what you're doing for 420 because we are doing a 420 giveaway. Make sure you share and tag us in your photos so we can repost them on Instagram and all of that hyphy stuff for 420. What are we giving away? Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. What are we going to be giving away, Jason? Come on, Rico. <laughs> she is a she is the CEO of Balance Medicinals, a 25-year board-certified integrative medicine internist and two-time best-selling author. And in her spare time, you can catch her walking around Central Park with a selfie stick going live. Y'all know who it is. Coming to the stage next, Dr. Mary Clifton. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome from uh, New York City. My article is from Marijuana Moment, uh, written by Kyle Yeager. He really is prolific. We have a we have a really valuable person in that journalist uh, for our organization, and the article is: Bipartisan lawmakers file congressional bill to legalize medical marijuana for military veterans. Bipartisan House and Senate lawmakers are refiling bills to legalize medical marijuana for military veterans, the latest in a series of cannabis measures that have been introduced this week leading up to the 420 holiday. This was backed uh, uh, by 12 co-sponsors, uh, but uh, particularly by Representative Barbara Lee, Democrat from California, and uh, Senator Brian uh, Schatz, a Democrat from Hawaii, as the leading companion measure filed on Wednesday. The bill will temporarily allow veterans to legally possess and use cannabis under federal law as recommended by doctors in accordance with that state law. Physicians with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs would also be allowed for the first time to issue recommendations. Further, the measure would allow the VA to study the therapeutic potential of marijuana for pain and PTSD. All 41 state, in 41 states and in territories in Washington, D.C., doctors and their patients can use medical marijuana to manage pain and treat a wide range of diseases, including PTSD, unless the doctor works for the VA and their patients are veterans. This bill protects veteran patients and in these jurisdictions and gives the VA doctors the option to prescribe medical marijuana to veterans. They're also uh, talking about uh, how they are committed to supporting the nation's veterans when they return from service with safe, effective medicines in states where this uh, product was legal. So 
a, a good bill to reintroduce to provide our veterans, many of whom are dealing with chronic pain and, uh, and uh, PTSD, to give them better relief from their symptoms in a most natural way. What do y'all think? I mean, I absolutely. Yes. For veterans, there should be just no question whatsoever that cannabis should be accessible for veterans and covered by insurance and the VA. I mean, it just... Yeah, Absolutely. so that's what this bill is. That's what this bill is proposing: that these veterans would that yeah. their that their cannabis care would be covered by the VA, despite yeah, where be, the veteran lives. What, what is the likelihood that this will get passed? Well, only in the forty-one states, Liz, where you can uh, other be, because uh, we're all aware of what your situation is. <laughs> but in eighty percent of the country, yes. it's different. Yes. <laughs> Although okay. you know, I was looking but at we... Texas and the compassionate care program there, but mm -hmm. chronic pain isn't listed. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. multiple sclerosis, amyotropic lateral sclerosis, seizures. It's a very limited compassionate care program. Yeah, that's uh, Gretchen, right. What that's do you right. think? What, what do you think? Uh, is, think the likelihood right? of this getting yep. passed is we're working to grow it. I don't think this got a chance in hell of passing. Uh, let's be positive. We need this to pass. You guys, the veterans need this to pass. I'm sorry. I was not listening to you. What do you think the probability of this passing is, Gretchen? What was? What is it? It's Congressional the bill for veterans to legally yeah, for, use. But, you know, I think a to lot legally of legally use what? Uh, cannabis. You know, to get a uh, Not happening. Never happening. Covered um, exactly. Yeah. When it comes to the veterans, all you're going to get out of them is research. When you want more for veterans... You got to legalize the entire shabeel because the administration is not going to say, oh, this part of the administration, this part of our federal system is allowed. That ain't happening. You need sure. the whole thing to work for the VA yep. to get on board. Exactly. Yep. That's a great explanation. That makes sense. Gretchen. Exactly. <laughs> yep. This bill really... is dead. It's a dead duck in the water. Don't it's be negative. To keep the, Don't keep put the haterade going, on it. But... doesn't need any help being hated on I'm not. I'm not putting any haterade on it. I'm putting reality on it. But we also need to remind veterans that you can get a cannabis card. It's not going to affect your, your veterans benefits. You just can't get it from your VA doctor, but you can, you can get a card and use cannabis medically without any impact on your, um, on your VA benefits. And, 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 due, and due to recent, recent court rulings by uh, different, different courts, it's not going to affect your ability to own a firearm either. Well, not exactly. No. Yeah. No. 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 That's okay. not how it works. <laughs> just because a judge makes a ruling doesn't make it a law. I feel like we're come right. on. I'm just telling you, telling you, girl. Right. You, you're yeah. telling. Let's try some facts. We're gonna, we're gonna go to a commercial. We'll be right back. I love facts. <laughs> yep. I bet you do. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh, yeah. Coming up next, we have the founder of the podcast, Feminize, where she talks to lovely ladies about all about weed and has a pretty big story from today from the great red state of Texas. That's right. It is none other than the Liz Grove. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that beautiful intro, Jason. But I talked to the dopest, dopest women in cannabis, like Mandy Tingler and Gretchen Gailey. So that's what Feminized is all about. Um, but today, you guys, we a happy 420. I'm so excited that 420 fell on a Thursday this week so I could be here with y'all and tell you about what's going on in Oklahoma City. You guys, this story comes from High at Nine News. So Chaco lovers and cannabis enthusiasts, get ready for a treat like no other because Oklahoma City is about to unveil today the Big Zen. This is the largest, most potent, and most expensive cannabis-infused chocolate bar ever created. It's Ooh. priced at a cool $42,000. This 420-pound... <laughs> Nine by four foot masterpiece contains a whopping 100 pounds of cannabis flour and 4.2 million milligrams of THC. The Hyatt Nine News team interviewed the man behind the chocolatey marvel, Jeremy Zachary. And Jeremy says, we like being at the top of our game and raising the bar for the industry. If you're itching to get your hands on this record-breaking edible, just a reminder, you'll need a forklift. Creating the Big Zen was no easy task either. It took 12 40-gallon vats of milk chocolate, 12 hardworking folks, and a, whole lot of and a whole lot of dedication to make this dream come true. So let's raise, a, let's raise our joint, you guys, today to the Zen Cannabis Chocolate Bar Groundbreaking. I'm sure this is going into Guinness Book World Records um, on 420. I mean, it just... Cheers to that. Um, what do you guys think about this chocolate bar? Um, first of all, I want to buy a picture of this. Second of it, uh, is this what you're trying to give away for our 420 raffle, Jason? No, we are not. Right? <laughs> that was my question. Like, okay, what's going to happen now? Like, we're mainly you know. not giving the candy bar away because we're not going to pay for shipping. <laughs> no, no. And you can't trust shipping a chocolate yeah. bar that big. Man, but leave it to Oklahoma. You know, leave it to Oklahomans to just be like, we're, you know what? Like, what can and we do really to like show the world? Too. I mean, in addition to being such a uh, sexy idea, a great big chocolate bar, then it's got 420, 420 repeated all the way through it. It's just so cool. That is I cool. know, the Zen bar. Yeah, they did great work. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. shout out to yeah, Zen congrats. Congrats, Zen bar. A big love love 420 story. Like and it's it. the I biggest like bar coming from... Being oh by shit! It. There it is. Oh there my it is. goodness! <laughs> Look at that! Right. Wow! I love that. Wow. Oh my god! Look at that thing. You know, Slam it would probably be better as a milk chocolate. It looks a little too milk chocolatey. I would usually eat something darker, mm -hmm. but if you have that many milligrams of cannabis, but you know, flour derived THC, you probably do need that sugary, milky chocolate there. Does anyone yeah, think it's you know, not scored? It's not scored for dosage. Uh, it's kind of, kind of, kind of irresponsible. Hey, you know, I'm close. I'm close to Oklahoma City. I'll just drive right on up, y'all, and report live for Hyatt Nine News. I love that was that that was an original Hyatt Nine News story too. Okay. Yeah, Very cool. That. More of that well, stuff. We, we, get, we, we, we gotta keep it. We got to keep it rocking here to stay within the time frame. Up next, he is a conservative Wisconsin-rooted Fresno-based raptivist and fellow dope dad. 
He never lowers his voice when speaking for the people. And he will not allow the haters and race baiters in Joe Biden's America block out the black side of liberty. Y'all can do the math. He's here to deliver the language arts. Up next, y'all know who it is. Nicholas, the governor, Wildstar. There's a new push to make marijuana legal in North Carolina. A bill was filed in the state house looking to legalize the sale and regulation of the herb that's already legal in 21 states. Those following the bill said legalizing marijuana opens the door to a billion dollar industry, millions of dollars in tax revenue that can be reinvested back in North Carolina to support schools, health care and other local services like transportation. People have been smoking cannabis from time immemorial and up until the 1930s, it was essentially legal, Representative Kelly Alexander said. What we're trying to do now is re- is to restore that legality. Alexander is one of the uh, sponsors of the bill 626, which aims to legalize and regulate the sale, possession and use of cannabis in North Carolina. This is not the 18th century, he continued. We don't need to put a scarlet letter on people for the use of a naturally occurring product that more and more people see as having a medical benefit and a personal benefit. Alexander said keeping cannabis illegal disproportionately impacts people of color who are more likely to be arrested for possession. Supporters say legalizing marijuana will essentially save the state money and resources it would it would use to arrest, prosecute, and jail people for using a product that is legal in almost half of the country. It's time for us to allow citizens who want to indulge in the use of cannabis to be able to do so without stigma and without fear of being arrested, Alexander said. Paul Armentano is the deputy director for Normal, the uh, the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws, and he agrees with those sentiments. It makes no sense to use uh, limited uh, prosecutorial resources to target prosecute and incarcerate individuals for their possession and use of a substance that's objectively safer than alcohol or tobacco, tobacco, Armentano said. He added the cannabis industry currently supports about 450,000 full-time jobs. In fact, we have twice as many people who uh, are now working full-time in the state-licensed cannabis industry than we have dentists in America, Armentano said. The industry also generates some big bucks for the state where it's legal. For example, in Colorado, the first state to legalize cannabis, marijuana tax revenue has brought in over $2.4 billion since 2014. That money goes to healthcare, law enforcement, and renewing and replacement deteriorating public schools. States now have generated an estimated $12 billion in new tax revenue due to taking these markets from being underground markets and taking them above ground and making them transparent, legal, regulated markets, Armentano said. These are efforts Prime Sunshine CBD founder and CEO Ellen Tacker is in favor of. It is not necessarily the marijuana that people are smoking, Tacker explained. It's the cannabinoids and all the parts, the material inside the plant that is helpful for the human uh, entire human body. Her business has been in Charlotte for nearly 10 years selling various CBD products, which are legal in the state. What this opens the door to is access for people who have fibromyalgia, 
rheumatoid arthritis, people who suffer from migraine, sleeping problems, anxiety, and depression, Tacker said. You can still get all that help you need from our products, but the THC from the marijuana plant is extremely helpful. Armentano said the legalization of marijuana, uh, marijuana allows for control and a safer product for consumers. Legalization doesn't create consumer demand for cannabis. It doesn't even create the mar marijuana market, Armentano said. That demand in the market already exists in North Carolina and in every state in this country. The question is, who do we want to put in control of that market? This is Nick Wildstar, a.k.a. The Governor, reporting for the High at Nine News Hour. Speak now or forever hold your peace. I got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> this is... um. Yeah, I, I thought like North Carolina, South Kakalak, I, I thought they were going to be the last uh, to move forward on this. But given Altria's uh, most recent uh, uh, earnings call and how they're going to be putting $5 billion into, quote unquote, healthier methods of consumption, I could see them putting some real money behind this. And this might get passed uh, quicker than we think. Shout out to Tobacco Road. I mean. You, th you think it's going to get passed quicker, huh? If Big Tobacco is saying that they're moving towards cannabis, I would say that North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and uh, you're going to see a lot quicker action down there. Yeah. Money yeah. talks. Yeah, we need to get Big Tobacco and Big Pharma in here if we're going to move things forward. Ugh. They're in, not so cryptically, Just on their last earnings call. It, it's it sucks that we need that but we we do you know we we do why can't the cannabis industry like support itself and support its own lobbying you know it just sucks to say hey we got to get in bed with philip morris guys if we want to and i totally I, I understand that that's the way the world works and that's the way business works and laws change you know but it's just like god to think that we need big pharma you know for a plant that has been used as a healing remedy for thousands of years it just sucks well they Staying run the obvious. government it just occurs yeah. to me that we should we should work with the nra to allow people who use cannabis to be able to have guns 100 percent. i've been saying absolutely. that forever absolutely absolutely and in texas in texas the uh, leader of um a pretty big organization here is a very big supporter of cannabis and um there are things happening behind the scenes with guns and cannabis in texas um, I think, like Mary, what you said is just, I think it carries a lot of weight. Like the, it opens up minds when we're talking about freedom and our rights, you know, so that's fun. I love what you NRA. said, the NRA. However, I, I, and trust me, I'm yeah. totally on board with yeah. the NRA, but we have to look at folks mm -hmm. and like Rico's reaction. We need to get the industry to stop reacting like Rico. Frankly, you, you know, you got you got to get the NRA to stop being racist. How about that? I don't there's a reason care. why there's a, there, a reason why have you know, ever black heard of folks created their own. Gun there are black people in the NRA. 100 there are. Stubbornness. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's work. Yes. There are black people in the NRA. There are black people in the NRA. And, and, and what is the NRA saying about these police shootings? What are they saying? Did they say a damn word about Trayvon Martin? No. We need to breathe, this though. Is, we need to breathe, about. and we like, can't crucify get, people like, for what the they didn't say. The easy, the we can't crucify people for what they didn't say, Rico. They are put on this earth yes, to well, protect yes, our gun can. rights. When people are asking them, I know that when silence is violence. Within I, their own organization, 
it's, when people within their own organization are asking them to say something and they say not a damn thing about well, people it. People within their organization. How about the people away. are the all organization? Right, all right, all right. These Sorry. are things that are affecting our communities right now. Rico, and if Rico, it's affecting our Rico, communities Rico, right now, Rico, we're going to say something Rico. about it. I hear you. And it's working. It's happening. It's happening. People you, are saying You know what will move the NRA, Rico, to the direction that you would like to see them head? Your wallet. Become a member. Give them money. Tell them this is what you want. Because the NRA needs money. And they need to keep their lobby alive. And exactly. if we want to pivot towards... They need to clean house. If we want well, them to pivot towards gun laws well, that you would like to see... You need to become a voice. Rachel, maybe you, maybe you should become a, a member and start, and start running for a position in the NRA. Yes. To change. Uh, Nicholas Wildstar. Governor Wildstar. I am a member of NAGA. I'm not a member of NRA. Are you down to join the NRA for the cause? Nope. Nick, are you with us? I'm part of, I'm part of a black gun owner. Uh, I hear you, you know, but you so. can't change anything, Rico, from yeah. the outside. You got to be willing to get inside and get your hands dirty. Oh, Rico, has it? And dirty. We are, we are at the, the top of the hour. Uh, Nicholas Wildstar, a final word for the NRA thing, uh, Mr. Conservative. He left. There he is. Hold on. There he is. Nicholas, are you going to join the NRA? No, I'd rather enjoy Naga like uh, Rico was in the yep. national. I am a I am a member of Naga, so like nah, I'm good. I'm good on the NRA, man. Like, no. Okay. So uh, keep losing the game, then Rico. Keep losing. Change. This is this is this is these are fresh wounds. This is, this is not like something that happened like a long time ago or something like that. Has to say, Nick, what do you have to say? I was saying it would be dope if they did step up to the plate and actually, you know, make statements yeah. on behalf of these tragedies that occur across the uh, the cultural scope involving guns. And instead of just uh, labeling right. black on black or whatever the case may be, gun violence is gun violence. And it happens yes. across the nation, period, people. No matter what your community looks like, it's gun violence. But you also need gun protection for the legal gun holders. There are more than those than actual criminals who are going to get a gun regardless of that. That's so it would be great for them organization to step up and say that unilaterally and also advocate for those cannabis users who have their guns right the gun rights taken away <laughs> uh, that's why you need to be in the nra governor wildstar no 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 hold on, hold on when we don't feel safe in spaces we create our own spaces that's what we do so we gotta go we gotta go now we are at the top of the hour thank you all for tuning in with us for yet another episode of high nine news special on this 420 holiday Y'all can catch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our live audience members and online supporters tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos, also known as the development cannabis industry. To our vetted industry correspondent team, tuning in from all over the global community, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your respective opinions to the conversation. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, the wonderful Zsa Simone, and then all of our sponsors. And uh, Jason getting weird with Ch with uh, <laughs> today. Getting special. Oh, I love it. Don't vanilla ass that one up. <laughs> to our haters out there, we love y'all, man. It's 420. Let's get together it's and smoke a blunt together. The NRA does smoke a blunt with us. We can talk about the right things to say <laughs> to be inclusive with the black community. And maybe we will join arms with your organization. But until then. F y'all. And finally, Cannabis Sativa L. Even though they don't want to legally bank your value, we know you're worth every damn penny that we spend on you.
Make sure you guys get out there and smoke some good stuff today. It is Thursday, April 20th, 2023, and the show is over. You've been blessed with the top industry headlines. And Gretchen, you were out on the hill. Send these people home with something for 420. Uh, what I would love for you to do for your 420 is tune in today at 4 o'clock to the CWCB Expo LinkedIn or Facebook live stream where I will be interviewing uh, one of my favorites, Redman, who will be talking about the United Empowerment Party and the work that he was doing here on the Hill yesterday. So we're getting him out there and he is talking and I would love for y'all to hear what Redman is also trying to do to get this industry moving on 420. That would also be 1 p.m. Pacific, Gretchen. Big yeah. well, Reggie yeah. Noble. And I will have you on your way by 420 to enjoy your 420, so. Please, come on. Yes, indeed. All right, y'all. Much love. Happy 420, y'all. Happy 420. Peace.